0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the New Grad Radio podcast. The podcast which follows the experiences of a new graduate nurse starting into the intensive care unit. Okay, today today's is going to be a bit of a QA, and I guess I'd sort of say. I received, thank you so much for for all of your kind comments and for everyone sort of reaching out to me um, through different messaging sort of platforms to talk about my experiences so far starting the ICU. I've received quite a few uh, messages so far sort of asking you know, any sort of tips or tricks that I could, you know, be offering someone who's going to be starting within their sort of transition program, either as uh, already nurses about to transition into ICU or as students looking at wanting to sort of start their career or one of their rotations in the intensive care unit wherever they are in Australia uh, or even abroad. Um, so I I guess the, the way I should start, should start this out is, You know, Starting off straight into the intensive care unit, having never have done a placement in ICU before, has certainly been a different experience. I I purposefully put myself into one of the more challenging uh, grad programs I could possibly find within one of the biggest ICUs I could find, uh, with one of the best education programs, to purposefully put myself as far out of my comfort zone as possible um, to ensure that that's how I'm going to maximize my growth. Um, I had a lot of experience with, you know, my paramedic side of things. I felt pretty confident competing for my university twice in, in two national paramedic competitions. So I felt felt pretty good as a paramedic student. And and having done quite a few uh, emergency department placements, I knew that those skills were, were going to transition nicely together to hopefully help me within this, such a foreign environment such as the intensive care unit. But saying that, um, you know, being only seven weeks in now of caring for patients by myself, I'm not even going to start to pretend as if I know what I'm talking about. There is absolutely so much to learn uh, and seven weeks is, is not even a drop in the bucket for what I'm going to be learning throughout my career. Um, so I'm not exactly going to come from a, a place of advice rather than a place of what I've experienced so far um, and what I sort of believe and sort of on reflection of of myself and what I've experienced, what I've found to be be helpful. So I'm going to give you a little bit of a story. Um, so a lot of the questions I'm receiving are the sort of questions that literally this time last year I would have been asking, asking me as well. And that's mainly coming from a place of, you know, exactly, Ben, you know, what, what should I be reading and what should I be preparing, preparing about? And, and, Ben, you know, like tips and tricks on, you know, and again, what sort of patients are you looking after and what should I be reading up in? Um, and <laughs> to be very fair, As soon as I was I think it was literally the orientation day before I even started my preceptorship program here at this hospital all of the new grads got together for a day where we came in and had a coffee we met with our educators for the first time and a lot of the support staff and one of the very first questions I asked uh, my main educator at the moment is if you could uh, if within the next week before I start my preceptorship period before I start anything official, what chapters in any textbook and what conditions should I be looking at at? And I think I may have said the story before, but the one thing that she said, which I'll always remember for the rest of my career, and is the advice that I'm going to provide to you, is make sure you know how to handle stress. And at that time, I didn't, I had no idea what that meant. I just thought, oh yeah, you know, I've I keep very active. I have, you know, I'm going to the gym a lot. I eat exceptionally well. I get a lot of sleep. I make sure that I'm treating my body right, and I take breaks when I know I need to take breaks and all that sort of stuff. I thought that I knew what I was talking about, but um, it hasn't been any more apparent. Now it's been so clear exactly what it means. So if I could say anything of what I've learned over the last seven weeks of starting in such a foreign environment, because let me just say that the ICU is its own thing, it is so completely separate to anywhere else I have ever seen before. From the most basic procedures, um, as you start off with, is, is completely foreign again, um, is, is to know that you are going to, to be uncomfortable. It's getting comfortable with the uncomfortable. Um, so when I started this, this very first day. Um, you know, just, just priming lines and using pumps and knowing that we can just be giving potassium and knowing that we're using mostly infusions and all this stuff was just so complex. And it's something that every day, for the first few days, you just feel like an idiot. You feel like, well, what did I even do at university? Did I even learn anything? Um, but I think starting on, I just know from a, a perspective of starting in the ICU without having experience as a nurse, without anything like that, it's that it's not as if it's an expectation that you, you know any of this from the start. It's, it's knowing in your abilities that you assist. What I found in myself is that I, I believe that I am systematic in my approach. I believe I'm, I'm very good at this stage at using my primary survey, especially as this is something that I use you know, a lot of the time or all of the time for every single simulation I was doing. With my paramedicine, it's being able to look at a patient, start at your D for danger, your R for response, airway, breathing, circulation, working through it in a systematic way, Uh, and putting a patient first. So if before anything else, you look at anything, any other extensive readings on you know severe sepsis and traumatic brain injuries and you know any you know multi-traumas and all of this complex stuff that I see every day in ICU. Before any of that is the ability to to stand there and to go through your primary survey before anything else um, And you know as I spent my first few few weeks um, you know doing my preceptorship period especially uh, I remember distinctly this one day It was coming towards the end of the preceptorship period so I'm still with a buddy and I had a patient that you know, I, I took, it was just getting towards a stage where I was taking care of them, mostly myself. And in that stage, where I'm about to transition to having my own patients. And I could not have had a more standard baseline of a patient possible. Like, it was, it was a discharge straight from ICU to, you know, out of hospital, which never happens. It was, it was I won't go into any details of what the patient was there for, but at the end of the day, like, not there for that long. Extravated everything like it was, it was all good. Um, and my, and I felt pretty comfortable and I felt really confident in myself. I'm gonna you know deliver a really good handover to my educator. So sorry if the video is a little bit windy We're in a windy spot at the moment. Um, but I, I stood there, I sort of sat, I was sort of like all confident, I'm ready to give a handover and as I'm sitting there I'm jumbling my words, I I had this complete mind blank, I feel like I had no idea where to start when it came to the handover, because again, the handover here in the ICU, completely different to a handover um, than the one giving an ED and paramedics, like it's just a different beast. And so I got halfway through it and I just started bawling in front of my educator, like I just felt so stupid, like so, so stupid. Uh, my educator is like reassuring me to say, look, it's, it's okay. Like it's, we understand that this is so brand new and so far. And for me, like I felt this was such a simple patient. Like why am I finding this so hard? And to be fair, you know, that's how I felt for the first few weeks. It was, it was difficult. Like it wasn't easy. And now, only now after seven weeks, every single time I still come to work, my mentality has changed from, I need to get there super early. I need to really be preparing. To, to now, it's just expect the unexpected and just learn how to roll with the punches because you are going to feel like an idiot. It's it's standard. It's just learning to be resilient, knowing how to take the punch and just to keep on moving forward. If, 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 that, if there's any piece of advice, it, it is that. And so the the way in which I've developed this hasn't just been you know, my, my standard character from day one, you know, I've, I've come in as a mature age, student to uni, I've, I've done many, many different things before starting uni. I'm 25, but you know, I've done these, done this sort of stuff and put myself in uncomfortable situations before. Um, so, you know, I have felt stupid in other things before and, you know, I've pushed myself exceptionally hard at uni to excel and all these leadership, different things. And I feel like I'm a culmination of all of these different things that I've done. So um, it, it really is, you know, like if there's one trace in which it, which is going to be there, I'd say it's just resilience. You, you, you're going to, you, you are going to feel dumb. You, you are going to learn things at a very rapid pace. But as long as, as long as you love the journey, I think that's, that's above all. Like I love everything about my new job, everything. I like that I'm uncomfortable every single day. I like feeling dumb a lot of the time because it means that I'm learning something new. And the more I've been practicing it and the more that I've been studying up at home, I've been doing a lot of reading at home to make sure that, you know, I've experienced that now. I know how dumb I felt at that moment. Well, let's just keep practicing and let's just do it better next time. It's not going to be perfect next time, but I'm going to get better. I think that is above all the attitude of what I believe is making me successful at the moment. And that's why I keep loving coming to work each day because, you know, I I see myself growing. It's not as if I'm getting so complacent within my job and I'm doing the same thing every day. I love that it's all different specialties in this ICU and, and that it's exceptionally hard. And that's, I purposely chose it for this reason and I could not be any more happy. So I feel like that is is a big tip and trick to say, you know, you can learn as much as you want about sepsis and as much as you want to learn about any other really high acuity specialty thing that happens with the ICU because this is what happens in the ICU, you know, especially the one I'm working in now. It's, it's a big, big, big ICU with all of these different specialties and only the sickest of the sick are ending up in this, in this ICU for, for the state. So, you know, these things, these things are there and they're nice and it's nice that I'm looking after these really sick patients, but, you know, I just absolutely just love the grind um and there's going to be moments where I'm going to feel stupid again and there's there's going to be moments where I have no idea what the hell I'm doing for that shift and you know I think above all just knowing how to ask for help when you need help you know not having too much pride in yourself that you're going to jeopardize the 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 safety of your patient knowing how to find the information that you need so that I think above all that's what I learned at uni you know all the different assignments and studying for that sort of stuff, whilst it's hard and whilst it took up time and whilst you may think it's stupid, I think above all, the one thing that I did learn at uni is that if I need to find out information about sepsis, well, then I know what resources are credible and what, you know, what journal articles I can trust. And, you know, at work, I'm looking up guidelines and I'm knowing, you know, how to find those guidelines and what to do at work. And, you know, it's it's all just a process. So if you enjoy a challenge... If you, you know, like being uncomfortable and I honestly feel like I'm making the most difference I can ever make being with such patients who are so high acuity, I, I feel like what I'm bringing to the table is I'm bringing a positive attitude to work each day. I, and I, I believe, you know, above everything, the one thing I excel at is just empathy. You know, I, that's, that's, I know, that's, that's why I think I like to put the person first. I've got all these buzzes and beepings and learning about mechanical ventilation, all that sort of stuff. But you know, I think it's just the care that I can provide is is what I what I'm decent at. So anyway, hopefully this has been sort of um, been useful for someone who's looking at starting into the intensive care unit. It's uh, it's challenging, but you know, just really just be prepared that you're about to go into something where it's it's difficult. Um, and it's, it's not for everyone I, I can definitely see how it couldn't be for everyone I personally love it more than anything in the world but um, I can see how people could definitely get overwhelmed so I think if anything it's about your character and and how you take how you take the challenge just love the journey so hopefully this has been good if you have any more questions please don't hesitate to, to write a comment or anything like that um, and I'll talk again soon right, See see.